This is episode 228 of the Fearless Launching Show. Hello. I hope you're doing well today. We are going to be talking about confidence, especially as it relates to launching. And we've got an expert in the field in the house today. Amy Latta, the confidence coach, is here to really shed some light on these blocks and how to get through them because that's all they are. They're blocks. And I won't I won't give anything away from our conversation, but you know that even though I love talking about launch strategy, I think you should know by now that I have a sneaking suspicion that some of the more internal stuff, yes, mindset, our habits, our rituals, the way we work, all of that actually plays into how well our launches do as well and sometimes can even be more impactful. And I know from personal experience, this is what made the difference between some of my own launches, my kind of in-house launches doing really well, and then some kind of not doing so well. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you think you might need a little bit more confidence or you want to just work through this confidence issue, maybe with you for your clients and, and maybe get, get some tips on how to like give them more confidence, you're going to want to stay listening. Okay, let's dive in. I'm so excited. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. I am excited about this conversation. I am too. Thank you so much for having me because I think this is going to be something that your listeners are going to be like, oh, they're going to be ready to do some fearless launching by the time we're done. <laughs> they're going to be like, uh-oh. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> we're going to no. remove some blocks that they've been leaning on possibly too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm I am definitely all about that. And guess what? I'm not I'm not above or beyond having those blocks myself because, you know, but we'll get into that. I'll, I'll yeah. share some of that in a little bit. But why don't, before we dive into anything, Amy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, like who you serve, you know, what your kind of wheelhouse is. Perfect. All right. So my name is Amy Latta and I am the confidence coach. I've actually been doing mindset coaching around weight loss. Um, I've done coaching for weight loss. I've done uh, helping people uh, grow their businesses or start their businesses with my coaching. Um, right now, I've, I've got clients who, you know, they just want to have a better relationship with their significant other. I've worked with, you know, stay-at-home moms who are just overwhelmed. And what I found was the common denominator amongst all of my clients that I've worked with. I, I was certified through the Life Coach School mm-hmm. um, over three years ago. And what I found, the common denominator amongst Wait, that, these clients. Is that Brooke? That is. I love she that. is my mentor. I, she's my mentor, but she doesn't know it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, well, she's my mentor, and she knows it. And, and she, she kicks my butt on a regular it. basis. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. I love it. Okay. Yes. So I discovered Brooke, I, I discovered Brooke Castillo's podcast, the Life Coach School, about four years ago. And I was already weight coaching and I couldn't quite figure out like I'm handing people exactly what to do. Yeah. What's the disconnect? Yeah. By the way, that's kind of a foreshadowing of where we're going, right? <laughs> like I'm telling you exactly what to do. Why, why, where, why is there still a struggle? And the interesting thing is, is 25, 30 years ago, and I'm totally dating myself, I was in college <laughs> and I was a marketing major. My favorite class was consumer behavior, which is mm. why people do what they do. So I kind of feel like this has come full circle, even though I'm no longer a corporate marketer. Yeah. Um, but I, I discovered Brooke and I thought, oh my gosh, this, this is the missing piece. Yeah. Like we know what we're supposed to do and yet we end up on the couch watching Netflix. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that going on? And so for the past uh, just over three years, you know, I've worked with a variety of coaches or I'm sorry, a variety of clients. And what I found the common denominator amongst almost all of my clients. Um, and of course, the clients we attract are almost always a reflection of ourselves. Right. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh no. Uh, I'm like, oh God. Okay. I'm feeling. I'm feeling some stuff right now. So we'll. <laughs> oh good. Gosh. Well, maybe we'll have a session later. Oh, it'll, be, gosh. it'll be a good time. Yeah. 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 So be- because of the way we speak and the way that we, you know, if you know anything about marketing and story arc and her- hero's journey, we tend to attract people who are 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 variations of ourselves. And so mm-hmm. the common denominator amongst all of my clients was. A, a, a serious lack of confidence in themselves to do something they've never done before, mm-hmm. which was, hi, like I'm raising my hand over here. You guys yeah. can't see me, but that was me for 40 some odd years of like, how can I build this business when I've never done it before? How can I help people do something they've never created for? How can I create something when I've never done it before? Yeah. Um, so I, I I am actually currently working in a in a in a mentorship with Brooke and we're we've been doing so much intensive work around confidence and really the difference between the confidence that you can do something you've already done before mm-hmm. versus the self-confidence required to do something you've never done before. Totally. And kind of two different things. Like I'm very confident that I can cook you a great meal because I just have, just don't have any doubt. I've done it for years. But when I was building this business, I didn't necessarily have confidence I could do it because I'd never done it before. And so yeah. that's really the work that I am doing with my clients. I love that. And you know, so if if uh, if you're listening to this out in podcast land, then you know why I invited Amy on today. <laughs> I bet you can guess a little bit of that because I feel like, you know, launching anything yeah. is like getting your ideas out there, sharing them with people, asking them to do something with it, whether it's buy it or just listen, that requires some confidence. And um, something you said just now, just like, I was like, yeah. So the the thing about like the way you're reflecting kind of like maybe variations or maybe past versions of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I found that really interesting. And you know, what's also interesting is that this is not, I'm, I swear, I'm not going to turn this into let's coach Anne today. But <laughs> I'm, I wanted to say yeah, that. But like, I mean, I mean, you it won't bother me any because then and your it's okay. you can be call like, me oh, out. this is what goes down. You can call me out if you hear some language. You're like, uh, Anne, 
I hear you okay. and here's I'm, what I hear. So it's totally fine. I'm I'm all about being called out because then I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so the thing is, like, I've never been, I'm actually one who fully jumps into doing new things all the time. I mean, mean that I, as you were saying that, I was like, oh, maybe I am more confident. I'm actually not confident that I have confidence. That's where my non-confidence is. But I do oh, lots of things all the time that I don't know how to do or do. And I actually do. I feel like I definitely call the fearless launchers, people who are in the program or in the ongoing coaching um, mm-hmm. work to do things, even like little tiny things that require a little bit of just like, hey, you don't know how to do it. What's the first thing you can do, you know? Right, and right. So anyway, so I, I just, I love that we're going to talk about this more because I feel like confidence in yourself, your products, the results mm-hmm. you deliver, even confidence that you can actually truly help people, that you're worthwhile. Yes. You're someone that people should listen to. Those are all things that launching requires. Absolutely. And a lot of times what I think what happens is, um, you know, when I think about fearless launchers and I'm getting ready to launch a new, a new offer myself. So, I mean, I definitely am a person who is walking the walk and talking the talk, yeah. um, as far as everything I ask my clients to do or what I share yeah. on social media or my Facebook lives, like I'm sharing my story and it's completely like I'm sharing exactly this is what I've experienced and this is how I've worked through it. And when it comes to fearless launching, what's really interesting is that our our brains are wired to keep us safe, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is like primitive science, your, you know, prefrontal cortex and your amygdala. Like there's like, like yeah, bi- our biology and science is not my specialty, but like there's science that backs this up. So our brain looks to our past for what it, it believes it can do in the future. Mm-hmm. So when you're launching something you've never launched before, or when you're providing something for your clients that they've never done before, they are fighting like ancestral, biological, <laughs> primitive. So it's okay. We, <laughs> it's like, yeah, so it's entirely normal it, yeah. when our brain tells us we can't do this. Yeah. Are you crazy? Who do you think you are? This, 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 is, this may not work. Yeah. Um, it's never worked in the past. So what makes you think it's going to work now? Like our brain is wired to think that way because as far as it knows, we're still in a cave and there's saber-toothed tigers out there. Yeah. And it wants us to stay safe. It's wired for survival. Now, it's kind of like a jerk in your brain. Yeah. Like I, have some, I have some other choice words for the, yeah. <laughs> the person that lives in our head. <laughs> but really understand that, that, that those those sentences that we hear in our head really is our brain doing its best. Our, our mind is doing its best to keep us safe because doing something we've never done before, it's pretty sure we're all going to die yeah. like, on a primitive level, right? Yeah. So, so are you saying then that, okay, so if we've got this built in, this is yeah. kind of like in us, in our DNA, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do see that some people appear to have more confidence than others, yeah. like right out of the gate. But but I, I've been starting to hear a lot more people, Brooke included, but, um, and Mel Robbins is another woman I follow. Yes. And talking about confidence is a skill. You just have yes. to build it. And so you're not necessary. Some people I feel like maybe just start practicing earlier. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, confidence is really, what it is is that confidence is a, 
feeling. You know, we mm-hmm. think that it's this thing that some people have or they don't have. Confidence is just a feeling. And I think for some people, it might come more naturally, but it's because they just think differently about themselves and about what's going on in their life. Like, and so the ability to feel more confident, honestly, is just the skill of learning how to think differently about your world, about yourself. That's yeah. the skill that you're really working on. And, some of, and for some people, that does come more naturally than for others. doesn't mean that there's anything wrong or that anything's gone wrong if you aren't you know, if you don't automatically think that way. And honestly, the confidence that you need to do something you've never done before, like the, I teach four, 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 uh, four skills in order to create more self-confidence. And that's what you need to do, the stuff you've never done before. It's pretty easy to feel confident about doing something you do all the time. What are those right? four skills? Your brain is always looking <laughs> like, to your past. Tell me those four skills. I need them. Or t- yeah, maybe yeah, like yeah, just so a like, little so, bit. So like the confidence to do something you've done before, your brain's looking to your past going, oh, yeah, that's right. We've done this before and we didn't die. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure we can do it again. You know, and you and you build the more, you know, the more experience you have doing the same thing over and over again. Like on your 10th launch, you're way more confident than you are on your first one. Right. 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 In order to do your first one, you need that self-confidence. And that is your brain's like, "Uh uh-uh, I got nothing. There's no evidence here that I'm actually going to not die here. I'm pretty sure we're going to. And so the, the biggest thing that we need to be able to do is to be able to feel the discomfort of it, of doing something we've never done before. Being able to feel the discomfort of possibly it not working right. Right. I.e., I'm going to say the F word. Yeah. Failure. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we get used to feeling discomfort, then then we're like, then our brain's like, it's okay. You're just going to feel, you're not going to feel comfortable. Like then your brain's like, it's okay. Launching is this. It might not feel, not not feel so good, but it's okay. No dying. (laughs) There's no dying. Yeah. I'm not going to die here. It's really our will, like the, the, like the first of the four things is really our willingness to feel all of those variety of feelings that we are naturally wired to avoid. Yeah. And that's what I think some people are maybe from a younger age are just more experienced in feeling the uncomfortable emotions. And they are just, you know, they, they don't have that people pleasing tendency where they want to make sure everybody's happy or, right. you know, I, I've always wondered about people who truly are daredevils, like hanging off the side of mountains and cliffs with no wires. Like, I do wonder if they actually are physically wired differently, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, I, I do, too, because I definitely remember even like as a kid like always being like being scared of getting hurt yeah you know and so that prevented me from doing a lot of different trying certain things even when i was yeah. a kid because really what fearless launching requires of you is to put something out there that you don't know if it's going to be yeah successful it may not work the way that you hoped you may not hit those sales numbers you may not get the like the the our brains will tell us the worst thing that we could happen is put something out there and no one buys it. Or no right? one even pays attention. No, no one, one pays no attention. No one opens the email. No, Everybody's yeah. just kind of, and it, and I think the image that it brings up in people's minds is like this big room with everybody quietly, like just kind of looking at you like, what the, and like, yeah. no one's actually doing that, by the way. Right. But actually, if you are willing to feel that discomfort, and this is a skill, this is yeah. no doubt a skill. That's what Brooke is talking about. That's what Mel Robbins is talking about. And it's what I teach. It really is a skill to be able to feel that emotion of discomfort 
or panic or anxiety. Yeah. They, they show up in a variety of ways, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, when something doesn't quite work out the same way. But just like a toddler learning how to walk, the way that you get the right pro- product out to your ideal client, your, your, you know, your best launch is you, you are willing to fall down and get back up again. Yeah. And fall down and get back up again. Yeah. And that leads me to like, like the second thing is, is like having your own back. Like when you were a toddler and you fell down and you like literally face planted, like your parents didn't like yell at you that you were an idiot. And what were you think for trying? Right. But that's what we do in our head. Yeah. We don't have our own back when things don't work out. And so learning how to have our own back and, and like when things don't work out, and maybe that product that didn't launch the way that we thought, we then don't make it mean something terrible about us and then beat ourselves up in our head. Yeah, that's that's something that I definitely see happening. But as you're saying it, I'm like, oh, I'm just thinking of last night's homework battle with my daughter. And, and when she doesn't get something right away, she sometimes doesn't have her own back. So I can see how early it might start. Yeah, it just it's really about like, we trash talk ourselves when mm-hmm. we don't get the result that we assumed we should have gotten the first time. That's right. That's right. Um, and and I, and that's like the first layer of work. Like that's that then creates like shame and and um, by the way, huge Brene Brown is my best friend and she doesn't know it. In case you're wondering, <laughs> um, you know, like that's where we we create so much shame and and defeated feeling, which makes us afraid to try again and try again. But that's actually how we get the perfect products out to the market is our willingness to try until we get it right but we have to be willing to feel uncomfortable putting something out there that we don't know how it's going to work and we have to make sure that we have our own back and we don't trash talk ourselves when it doesn't try the first or the third or the tenth or maybe even the hundredth and like that's where our brains go whoa 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 I was with you on like one or two but you're saying I got to keep doing it until I figure it out ah It's a lot. It's a lot. But I I totally agree with you. And like, I hadn't thought about the no trash talking part of it. Um, But I think that it is part of just part of launching part of like running a business is being willing to just, you know, just, you know, imagine like you do have like someone supportive who's like, okay, well, so that didn't work. So what can we change? When can we do it again? Yeah, you know, instead of being like, well, that didn't work good job. (laughs) Well, that didn't work. I told you it was a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah, And really being able to come at your, and I'm just going to call them failures. I mean, we could have a whole conversation just on the word failure. failure. Exactly. Yeah. What is failure? But like, so let's just for the ease of this conversation, when we do fail, what do we, and and that's another skill too, of, of the four skills I talked about. Yeah. Managing our thoughts about ourselves. Like, what do we make that mean? about us personally as a human being when we put something out and it fails and learning to come at our failures from a more neutral place, our successes too, quite frankly, like what worked, what didn't work and what can I do different next time? And it really just takes so much, like that's a great way to like, you know, I can't remember like what we're going to start, not trash talk yourself in the first place is being willing to like, okay, this product failure does not mean I am a failure. <laughs> yeah. So like, how do you like, cause I, I know that what you're talking about, like trash talking, I'm thinking the word that kept popping up is identity because people, and I've done this in the past too, where I'm like, well, 
I, you know, like you attach identity to like being in certain jobs with certain people, so, you know, your product, your brand, whatever. And so we get, we, we assume that because the launch did poorly or even like you said, did really well, that that somehow makes us either a better or a worse person. Yes. And that's, ding, ding, ding. Nail on the head right there. We associate our worth as a human being to our accomplishments and our successes and our failures. Hmm. And that will like cut us off at the knees every single time because you're, and you're exactly right. Your, your product launching and it being amazing doesn't make you any better a person than your product launching and it being falling flat on your face. Mm -hmm. You're still an amazing human being with amazing ideas who has every right, like, like let's go and, and like shoot for the stars. But whether you're, you're failing or succeeding has like, it never changes your worth as a person but we do do that we associate this person somehow there's this ranking of seven billion people on the planet yeah of self-worth and and who's who's worthy and who's not and we use accomplishments and and what we've achieved as some way as like there's some scorecard now there is a really hilarious television show called the good place where they take that that idea and they actually (laughs) turn it into a whole tv show that you actually are earning and losing points but we're (laughs) like it makes for a great tv show i love the show but it's not actually how it that's not actually how it's going on in real life yeah so how do we, you know, the, the thing is, if it, like, it seems like, I don't know, like, it seems like identity, like, is identity like your thoughts? I know this is crazy, but like, I, I, is identity like the thoughts you think about yourself? Like, here's who I am. I'm not confident or I'm not a good yes. business owner or whatever. And so the only way to change that kind of way you see yourself, whether it's confident or not, um, is through those thoughts. Yes. It's so interesting. I I remember one of my earliest really like mind blowing coaching experiences was I was afraid to admit in a coaching session that I was feeling the emotion of jealousy because Mm -hmm. I was making uh, over like, you know, someone had, had achieved something I had yet to achieve and I was feeling jealous. But in my head, I was then saying, I am jealous. Mm. as if that was who I was as a person. Wow. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, I don't feel confident. Therefore, I'm like, like that's just who I am. And that's absolutely not true. Um, and we will we'll use launch failures um, and, and successes to identify us. This product I'm putting out into the market bombed and we'll even use powerful language like that too like it bombed it you know flatlined I mean we we really use some really powerful language therefore I'm not a good business person yeah and what I want to offer is actually it's it's the the person who's afraid to even put it out there it goes back to where I was the very very beginning of um you know our willingness to, to you know you can hand them the exact model uh, this is the copy you write in your emails. This is the funnel you build or, you know, this is the best launch plan. But if we have our worth as a human being wrapped up in whether or not that succeeds or not, it goes off entirely differently than if we're managing our thoughts about ourselves and we're we're willing to experience some discomfort and we, we know we have our own back. Yeah. It goes off entirely differently. And that's really 
So how do you start doing that? Like, I mean, like what, <laughs> what do we need you to hire do? a life coach? <laughs> like, hire a life coach. Um, like, I, I mean, the thing is like, I feel like this is one, you know, I, I feel like there was something I was doing maybe earlier this year or late last fall where I was kind of getting annoyed at a lot of the people that I, and, and this is, this is some sort of thing for me. Like I started saying like, oh yeah, of course now they're all into their mindset, but they hustled and they struggled. And so, and so I was like somehow mad at them. But then I realized I'm like, well, maybe they're just trying to make it easier for you. And so that you don't have to go the route that they had oh, to go. So interesting. Oh, yeah, I definitely like in it. Like, we'll keep talking. I'll, I'll dive. We'll dive into that in a separate conversation about yeah. how that. And so so here's the thing about mindset. It is an overused word in the yeah. in the business space right now. And it means different things to different people. And, sure. and it can be overused. And there's a lot of people out there throwing it out like you know like <laughs> throwing it out there without really having an understanding of truly what that means for them um and but it really how we think about ourselves creates how we feel and how we feel determines how we show up in the world so um it doesn't like having a positive mindset and thinking positively about yourself doesn't negate the need to take, take consistent action. Yeah, I don't sure. personally love the word hustle, but there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. You know, yeah, like, it, I don't love the, I don't you, love the connotations of, yeah. what was that? No, I was just saying like, if it energizes you, the hustle word, then you yeah. go with it. Yeah. Like, like when, when, if I say we got a hustle and you're like, yeah, then keep using that word. You say I got a hustle and I go, Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think I need to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, um, like, like it doesn't like thinking, you know, positive affirmations and, and manifesting and all of that doesn't negate the need that you still have to show up and do the work. Exactly. Just realize that it's much easier to show up and do the work when you aren't beating yourself up in your head, when you're working on how you're thinking about yourself, when you're working on, you know, how you're feeling in the moment. I know I show up so much better, so much easier for me to, you know, if I've got, um, you know, write, write next week's emails in this time block and I just don't want to and I'm feeling negative and, and, and I'm not sure if any of this is working. If I'm having a pity party, let's just call it what it is, right? <laughs> For whatever reason, I'm having a pity party. Imagine the content I'm going to write at that yeah. time. If I even bother to, I mean, I might end up on the sofa <laughs> watching Grey's Anatomy. I mean, who knows, right? <laughs> I mean, so I've heard sometimes people do that. I have zero experience in any of it. You're them. like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually talking about a friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about a friend who shared that story with me once. <laughs> not, not two weeks ago when I was having a pity party. Um, I love it. <laughs> I actually but just even recent... think about the, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, the energy that we do put ourselves out into the world with. If we're thinking, I'm not sure if this is going to work. I really hope this works. This has to work. I should have done this. Like if that's even how we're talking to our ideal clients out there, that's then that good. that's really the energy we're even putting out there into the world. And people pick up on that. You know, actually, side note on that little piece that you just said there is that um, I, I, I also work with some people on their messaging and communication and stuff. And we I always talk about 
creating your communication actually when you first have the idea about whatever it is you want to launch because you're like, oh my gosh, and I'm going to go do this and do that. Do it then because if you wait too long, the launch kind of like, eh, come, come. And then you, then you'll approach it with anxiety or stress and whether yeah. you like it or not, it's going to be in there. It's going to, and it's the- going to be it's something that people are going to feel without knowing yeah. what they're necessarily feeling. Yes. And the reason that that happens is because when you first have the idea, your brain hasn't had time to kick in and say, I don't know. How are we actually going to yeah, do, do it this? before the, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> eventually your brain, and that's what happens. We have these great ideas and we get so excited and that is a great place to write copy from and all of that. But eventually our brain wants to go, yeah, but how? Right. But I don't actually know how I don't. And not only how, but I don't know if I can do that because I've never done it before. And that's where the anxiety and the, and the not sure-ness comes in. And what I want to offer is, yes, I love your idea of like get all the good stuff <laughs> before it, it turns out. to bad. But there is also a way to manage your mind through that. We all we eventually our brain is going to kick in and it is going to say, I don't actually know how we're going to do this. Okay, fine. You told me how, but now I'm not sure that I can actually do this because yeah. it's never done before. And that's where the, the the mindset coaching or the life coaching or whatever you want to call it, that's where it comes in, where we learn to manage our minds through that process so that our brain can still go, yeah, but how? And we can always bring it back to center and say, it's okay that we don't know the how. Yeah, We're figuring that out. I'm going to evaluate this. I'm going to be willing to feel this, this uncomfortableness I feel right now. And I'm not going to make any of this mean anything negative about me and I'm going to keep showing up every day. Yeah. And that uh, way you can actually sustain it throughout the launch, not just have all the good juju at the beginning. <laughs> you know what? You're so right. And because you know what? The thing that can actually happen is even if you get all that good stuff out the beginning, like when your brain does finally kick in, it'll kind of look back at your Google Doc and be like, really? This? <laughs> yeah. Is this supposed to work? <laughs> you, you thought know? this was a good idea uh, yeah <laughs> so when did you do this and had you had your coffee yet and you know like <laughs> like all of then you'll start trash talking yourself again so even sometimes even if you've done that and that for me that works for me because generally I'm like okay I did that when I was at my best when I had that idea when things were good so I'm gonna stick to that but I can see other people going yeah we had this great idea but like when we actually went to go do it it didn't actually feel as good. Isn't that, and it's so true. Like, you're like, wow, I was really jazzed by this when I wrote it. And now I'm just kind of, I mean, I, I guess I don't have anything else going on. And yeah, you, like it, it loses its luster, but that's really understand what's going <laughs> on behind the scenes. What's going on behind the scenes is you're hearing that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like it, I probably it, it, said that. But anyways. Go, how, go yeah. On. And how many people are like, oh, this sounded good at the time. Now it sounds terrible. Really understand. Like there's a reason that your 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 mindset changed in there because now your brain's – that primitive brain has said, hmm, we, our survival is on the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We might die, which it sounds funny, but we even say things like, oh, I died of embarrassment, Right. Yeah. Like it's kind of an offhanded joke, but there's actually a part of our brain that's not entirely sure we're not going to die of embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So if you can learn to feel the emotion of feeling embarrassed of, you know, like I even think about like, I, I I love to do public speaking. I love to go on stage and, and talk to a large group of people. 
And the first few times I did that, like, I, if I could imagine like the worst thing that could possibly happen, I would forget what I was going to say. I would trip and fall. Oh my gosh. You know, like, I'm thinking like our brain will be like, this could happen. This could happen. And that could actually prevent us from ever getting out on the stage. But if the worst thing that can happen is I feel embarrassed because I fall, if I can learn to like, that's the worst thing that can happen as I will feel yeah. embarrassed. I'm not actually going to die. I know my brain's telling me I'm going to, but that's actually not possible. And if I'm willing to feel that uncomfortableness of feeling embarrassment, I will actually pick myself back up and be, and be able to make a quick joke and move on or, you know, be able to come up with something creative in my head if I actually did forget what I was going to say as opposed to just standing there solid because <laughs> we're pretty sure we're dying of embarrassment. Like that's really how that, it, it, in other words, mindset work and life coaching doesn't mean we feel happy all of the time. It's actually the exact opposite of that. It actually means our willingness to feel the full range of human emotion and understand that nothing's gone wrong here and we're still going to be okay. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I love all that because I feel like you can, you could kind of, I mean, not to say you want to like kind of really dive too deep, but you could, I suppose, into all the things that the most worst case scenarios and how you would feel in those and then kind of like slowly get okay with okay well what if that happens cool what if we're how do we feel am I going to feel comfortable how do I feel comfortable in that how do I feel that discomfort and be okay with it not comfortable but how do I feel okay with whatever it is whatever is happening you actually just shared one of my favorite coaching tools that I use in actual one-on-one sessions with my clients is I I call it I call it catastrophizing Oh, that's awesome. I actually play out their biggest fear all the way out to the very, very end. Okay, so then what? Then what do you think would happen? Then what do you think would happen? Like, rather than avoid worst case scenario, your brain's already thinking it. Let's go there. <laughs> I love that. Like, and, and, then, and then what happens is when we truly play out the scenario all the way to the worst possible thing that could possibly happen, we're actually able to see that we would still be okay. Yeah. And it makes us much more likely to do the thing than if we pretend that, no, it's kind of like, no, everything's going to be fine. The worst p- thing that could ever happen, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. Let's just pretend, no, that's just, that's negative thinking. Let's not, let's not even indulge in that. And I say, no, let's indulge because your brain's doing it whether you want to admit it or not. So let's go there. And actually it's like in five, 10 minutes, we've calmed you down from the worst case scenario from happening. Yeah, and we, you kind of like diffuse it by just yes. facing it and just doing it and just yes. going there, which I love. One of my favorite one of my favorite phrases is that what's in the way is the way. The thing we don't want to do is so frequently, like if we are just willing to dive headfirst into the thing that we don't really want to do, the thing that you've avoided your whole life or the thing you always avoid with every, you know, launch after launch after launch, if you're willing to actually go there, it will actually, it, it, it solves so many other problems. Whatever you think is in the way that you keep avoiding and you don't want to talk about and you don't want to handle, if we were just willing to handle it and, and go through it instead of around it or avoid it, yeah. you come out the other side and we find out that it's never as bad as we think it was going to be. Wow. Okay. So I have to ask you then, because like, imagine someone is like, this is something that I was thinking about this morning and, and that is like, why does it feel like? So that in life, there are t- 
times, things that could be happening in your personal business, whatever, mm -hmm. where you actually start losing the confidence. So like, why does it feel like confidence is so, I don't know, precious? Like, yes. you know, like why, how, like, or is it, or is it just because we're humans and that's, I don't know. Like I, I've been thinking about this because like I've watched really confident business owners become not so confident. Yes. Perfect question. I love this question. Okay. All right. So that is, I, my belief is that is because we've depended so much on what I earlier called that, that, that external confidence. We, we seek confidence from our belief of having done something it's, it's external. It's, it's other people's belief in us. It's all of the trunk loads of evidence that we have that we, what we've done in the past, um, that's what we've always considered confidence. And it can wane because if you have a series of failures, if you've always depended on success to give you confidence, those series of fail failures will undermine that confidence. Also, if you've always relied on other people's support and other people's belief in you, if suddenly somebody, people start not believing in you, that will undermine your confidence. And that's the difference between that external confidence that we all typically talk about and what I'm talking about as far as self-confidence, mm -hmm. that you can fail a hundred times, but because you've learned to feel all of those emotions and, and still be okay, and because you've learned to manage your thoughts about yourself and because you have your own back, your self-confidence is what allows you to keep going, and that, that can't be undermined. Right, you no can't get what knocked happens. off of that pedestal because it's it's from inside of you. So that's interesting. So basically, what you're saying is some, you know, someone who's like used to having, you know, let's say, let's say, just in work, used to like getting all the promotions, then starting their business, and then they have a good whatever a big launch, and then something happens where they'll have like maybe they'll have a year of not so great launches. You know, yeah. then that person is just like, gosh. Yeah. I suck. <laughs> and this, and it's so funny because this is actually why I love that this is where my like life and my career took me because this was kind of me as a kid. I'm a naturally gifted, smart person. Like I never really had to work that hard for the good grades. I yeah. never had really had to work that hard for the teacher's accolades and my parents' accolades. I just kind of was naturally gifted that way. And I see this in my 13-year-old son. And I go, oh, okay. I know what struggles lie ahead of you. <laughs> Let's get to work now. <laughs> so when things actually became truly challenging, I was terrified of trying them or I, I because I didn't have proof that I could do it. Um, so I actually you know, as I got older, I became less and less confident in myself because it, life, being life, required me to do more and more things that I didn't do as naturally. Mm -hmm. That I didn't, you know, I, I failed a lot more as an adult than I ever did it as a kid. Yeah. And so I felt like I was a pretty confident kid growing up. But as I got older, I felt like I just lost it and lost it, lost it to the point where I'm like, where are the adults in the room? Because I don't think I can do this adulting life thing anymore. <laughs> like I'm nothing is, yeah. is ever working. So that's what I, 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 I do hear that question a lot. 
I hear it in the, in two different forms. When I wake up in the morning, I always feel confident and excited to take on the day. But by the end of the day, I feel beaten and worn down. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard my mom actually even say that. Like yeah. she, I remember when she was well, – she's more retired now. But like I remember before her going to work, she'd be like, you know, I start the day all positive And like then by the end of the day, you know, like she'll, she'll go to work wanting to, to be like a positive day. But she's – but she did exactly what you're talking about. She let – the external circumstances of the day yeah. and the people and all their crap affect like her, how she felt about herself. Yes, absolutely. And how the That's day turned be- out. <laughs> you know? Yes, because how she felt, how, and, and let's, I really want to be honest here. Like if, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, this is me and why do I let this happen? This is kind of how we're raised. We're, we're raised to believe that other people like, oh, did did Susie hurt your feelings? Or, oh, you better go oh, apologize. Yeah. You're hurting so-and-so's feelings. We learn from a very young age, incorrectly, that other people create how we feel or what other people say or don't say. Or that or say we how have... valuable we are as humans. Yeah. Like even teachers. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, oh, most of the time I ask Mila if she feels good about her project before she pass it in but there have been times where I'm like so did Mrs. Craven like your project who cares if she did <laughs> that's yeah. what, that's what I really should be saying to myself it doesn't really matter if she did yes that's great that she got a good grade and she liked it but I like I'm more concerned about her yeah and how she feels that about right there work. We've already come up with like five or five to six <laughs> other. Con- that right there is another conversation about like how yeah. our school system, is set up to really discourage failure and yeah. it, it discourages confidence because it it's it, it gives the rewards to the people who naturally just tend to do things very good or very well. <laughs> yeah, very well. Oops. Let me, yeah, let me throw out some poor grammar in there into the mix too. Um, and, 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 and for whatever reason that why that does or does not work, whatever, you know, I'm not going to get into the, that, you know, the educational system, but I see that a lot in my, my, my kid who's 13, it was a lot like me in that, you know, we base like, it's only good if I got the good grade on it, as opposed to how do we feel about that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think our, our willingness as parents to um, encourage our children like I'm, I, I'm always telling my kids, I'm way more concerned with your effort than I am with the final grade, right? If you yeah. get a B or a C or a D, I hope it's because you tried your dangest and you really believed in this and it just didn't get the grade, but you bring home those same grades because you just didn't even bother trying. That's yeah. a different story, right? Yep. And that's very different than... Yeah, and I think it's... But again, that, that's again, we uh, can talk about like this and oh our kids gosh. and setting them up. To become fearless launchers when they grow up, right? For real. Yeah. Well, I already know. I mean, Mila is, first of all, I just want to say that if we, you and I had gone to school together, we would have both been the people who'd be like, here you go, teacher, Um, all at the same time, because (laughs) I was the same way. It wasn't like, I mean, school, like I actually loved school. I loved it. And I feel like I still enjoy, like I enjoyed the applause of the teachers. I, that's why I was, I feel like that's why I'm a teacher now, honestly, to get, sometimes get applause for some reason or to give applause. I don't know. 
It's very weird. I feel like we're sisters here. I'm, I, I'm picking I up what you're throwing like, down. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yes. I feel like like there was always like this little group of us. The the actually me and these three friends, these fr- these three girls and I, we would all just get our stuff done really quickly and just go do other stuff because we were done. Mm-hmm. And we would always be the ones who got to do you know independent projects and do special things because we were done and we did things well. So we just like. Oh my god. And and the thing is is that doesn't doesn't actually help you create no. the self-confidence you need to do stuff that you don't know that you're going to do very well. That you don't know that you're going to. Yeah. Um I, I mean it affected me that way. I can see it in my my one son. Now my other son is apparently wired a little bit differently. He <laughs> he's He's like whatever. He doesn't put that much He doesn't put that much stock in grades etc and he has no problem like jumping off a cliff blindfolded metaphorically speaking though I do worry sometimes he might actually do that sometimes <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh my goodness I mean it's it is it is kind of interesting to kind of look I mean I know we're not talking about childhood really here but kind of that's where all of you, you can see like all of these themes of things that shape what we believe is confidence Yes. So the way, exactly, the way that you think about yourself as an adult typically comes from beliefs you heard repeated over and over again throughout your youth. And the thing, the 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 thing now is that now that we are adults, we get to decide if we want to keep believing those things. Yeah. We don't have to believe everything that our parents told us when we were kids—parents, teachers, society, whatever. As that's the beauty of being an emotional an emotional adult is that we get to decide do these beliefs that I've always held about myself do they do they serve me do they help me get the life that I really want and if they don't I can actually choose not to believe them anymore because they they're they're crappy or they they don't work they they make me feel terrible and they're affecting how I show up yeah yeah. I By mean, the I, way, yeah. I really love this stuff. If you can't tell, like this yeah. is, <laughs> I love it. I love it. My favorite thing is that I'm that I I love these types of topics too because they. So if you hear me like blurting out things, it's because I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm having lots of like ahas about this just topic in general too, because for me, like the identity piece for some reason is really big because I feel like I'm. I'm currently trying to make a lot of changes in the way that I show up and I'm very aware of how you show up is not just, you know, there's a, there's a whole thing of visibility and like being wanting to be visible and like there's certain things in my business. I'm like, you got to change that because that says something right there that you might not want to be said about, you know, like you want to say something different about yourself or you want to, I don't know. So I'm, I'm all getting very cerebral right now about this. Oh, I know. It's so fun. And for some people, and I do want to offer some people, and I have seen them. I mean, I'm in the greater St. Louis area. I don't now have a a lot of time to attend a lot of networking events. But as I was, you know, building this business from, you know, pure scrap, right? Like on, you know, the hustle and the nitty gritty building this business from scrap. I scratch is what what I mean to say. (laughs) I did attend a lot of um, networking events and I would meet people and they just, they just do, 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 and they don't spend any time wrapped up in how they think or how they feel. And they just do. And that's, that's, that's not who I'm speaking to. Like go run with your bad self. Right. Yeah. Like absolutely. For some people, for, 
for whatever reason, this is not their inherent struggle and they just accomplish and they just do and they, they don't spend time in their head wrapped up in their thoughts and their feelings and how they think about themselves. But I know just from experience, just even being in the life coach school in a pool of hundreds and hundreds of, of certified coaches and, and the struggles we've all, like so many of us have had to, you know, we Brooke literally gives you everything that you need. Yeah. And yet, and I, I'm raising my hand here. And yet <laughs> the, the, the struggle that I know that I experience and so many of my fellow, you know, schoolmates, classmates have experienced to move past the stories in our head that we have about what we should and shouldn't do. That's who I'm speaking to, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think for, to some, I mean, that that happens. The one thing I did want to say is this, you might be thinking, well, I'm not just getting started. I've already been having, I've already had my business. I know the things, all the things. But I I really believe that we we actually have to kind of keep doing this work with our thoughts and ourself and our self, kind of like the whole self-coaching because it's going to keep coming up because as you grow, you're going to hit new things that you're going to not feel so confident about or not really know what's next. And so that, that, I feel like that whole ancestral kind of that whole DNA thing is going to kick in again at some point where you're going to have to just be like, oh, right, this is that. Okay, cool. Now we got to work on that. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because and I love to tell this story. Like when I decided to get certified as a, a, a coach through the life coach school, I really remember I remember graduating and thinking, great. All right. I finished. I I've been life coached now. I won't ever need that again. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. Um, so for about 18 months, I kind of flowered and I, I call it buffering with thought work. It's a very coachy speak thing where I was like, I know my thoughts create my feelings and I don't like how I feel. So I'm going to change my thoughts. And, uh, and then I finally brought on a coach my, myself. So now for past 20 months, I have had a coach by my side the entire time. And the more, the more I do this work and the more stuff I uncover, kind of like the more layers you unpeel of, uh -huh. <laughs> I find, oh, I might need one of these forever. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like, I feel like if, you know, this, when I was, so I've done a lot of different things. So I'm about to tell you one of those things was learning how to teach Pilates. And I was like, not an what? athletic person. At all, but I just decided I love Pilates. I'm going to go learn how to teach it. But even like one of the things we learned was that even master Pilates instructors have another master Pilates instructor because you just can't see your own silhouette. You can't see if yeah. your posture is bad. There and 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 by the way, if you go to look in the mirror to make to see if your posture is bad, in that moment your posture is absolutely bad because you're not supposed to be twisting your neck. Anyway, right, so like right. you need someone watching all like seeing what's going on. And helping you. Yes. And that's, that's really what having, you know, I, I do self coaching every single day because every single day I, I remember our, no matter how much we understand this information intellectually and we get it and we understand it and we read all the books and we watch all the Ted talks and we watch every Brene Brown episode ever. Um, <laughs> and we get it intellectually, but our brain that at no point in our life does our brain stop trying to keep us safe and is it wired for, it, never is it not wired for survival. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, the greatest things that I see about my coaching mentors is seeing them like 
the further along they get into their coaching, the more coaching they actually receive that they, they bring on because they are so aware that at any time there's, there's crap in there preventing us from showing up how we really want to and how we really want to show up. Like that's how we get the life that we've always really wanted. And that's, that's why I keep doing. And it's just so interesting because I kind of thought, Oh, I'll do this life coaching thing. I'll get certified and then I'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, Oh, right. I'm probably going to need some of that. Like, right. I'm probably going to need some of this, you know, And when I say I'm going to need it forever, forever. (laughs) possibly forever. And then it's just kind of like, but it also helps me take some of the judgment around like as a life coach, I should know better. So I shouldn't get stuck in this, but that negates the fact that I'm a human being with a human brain. Right. And I tell my clients all the time when they get stuck in something and they intellectually think they should know better. I go, all you're telling is congratulations. You're a normal human being with a normal human brain. This is good <laughs> I'm news. I'm totally this taking that with me. I'm going to write that down for myself today because, yeah, I mean, I do the same thing. Like in this year, um, you know, I, I, I have a group that I'm involved in as well. And I am always like feeling that like I sh- they're probably looking at me like, what does she need this group for? She yeah. is a launch coach. Why does she need to be coached about her own launching? What is going on? Like there's that, you know, there's that feeling. And it, anyways, it, it literally, I'm listening to everything that you've shared, like the four, like the skills of, mm-hmm. you know, just being uncomfortable with that. Like, so what? So what if maybe I feel like I'm not good enough or something if I, if I ask a question, like, shouldn't you know that already? Like that but shame. isn't that even just an interesting question right there? Why do yeah. we think we should already know all of the knowledge know. there is to have? I don't, I want to always be learning. So, but right. that, that also comes the, from being like the little student. <laughs> yeah. But if you really like, and we really think about this, like if there comes, some, if there's this magical day in the future where we know everything we've ever needed to know to live the best life, well, then what? Yeah. Yeah. It, we just, we, we stop, that's we stop using our brain. That's no, that just, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, there's something that I feel like Brooke said on some podcasts that I listened to recently. I, I sometimes just listen to old episodes even. And she was just like, what if we just expected that, you know, there's a good portion of the time where we're not going to feel great. It was about negative thoughts. So, and what if we were just okay with that? Like, oh, okay, so here's our negative thoughts because those are going to show us what it feels to be good. Like when we're, when we're actually having a great day, because otherwise, like you said, like, are we going to get to some point where like, okay, we're good. Like you said, when you got finished your certification, you're like, okay, I'm life coached. This is awesome. Let's, let's go. Yeah, I will never need this again. I love there's a, 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 (laughs) again, I see Brene, my bestie, um, she has a quote uh, about um, we cannot selectively numb emotions. So when we selectively numb the negative and when we try to not feel the negative side, we, it actually prevents us from fully feeling the positive side. Oh, and that, that's, that's so Brooke's good. concept is life is 50-50, but it's essentially the same thing. We are a human. We are all human. If you are listening to this, you are a human being with a full range of human emotion. And when we deny ourselves the experience of feeling on the negative side, we actually deny ourselves the experience of fully feeling that positive side. Mm. You just don't get, (laughs) 
Apparently, Siri had something to say about that. I <laughs> I heard something, but I was like, what's going on? Apparently, Siri decided, I don't know how I want to feel about that right now, that Siri's piping into our conversation <laughs> on my phone. But it's just such a powerful thing. It, this really isn't about just positive affirmations and feeling good all the time. And if I just work on my mindset, I'll always feel great and I'll always be happy. Well, that's not really the full human experience. Yeah. It's just not. And if you want to, like, it's kind of like my, I often joke, because I live in the Midwest where we experience four full seasons, right? And I, like, I, I hate the winter and blah, blah, blah. But then I think about, I appreciate spring and fall so much because I have to live through the Midwest winters and summers. <laughs> yes. We experience so much better the truly pleasure, joy, love, exuberation because of our willingness to experience grief and vulnerability and shame and fear. And if you all comes back to that number one thing, if we are willing to experience those emotions and there's a, there's a coach out there that can help you feel that and still know that you're okay. Oh my gosh, your world just literally opens up to you. That's actually our willingness. It sounds so counterintuitive, but our willingness to feel negative actually makes our life so much happier. Oh, I love that. What? What? Crazy. Okay. So, Amy, I've got some fun questions for you so okay. that we can, uh, we can like, you know, have a little palate cleanser before we say goodbye. Mm -hmm. But, like, I want to say, I want to ask you, like, so, and now I'm very curious about this. I wrote this question beforehand. But when you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? These are just, you know. I wanted to be a dancer. I did too. Oh my god! I, like a see? gymnast, ballerina. I really was. I really was indiscriminate as to which exact field. But oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. I, I was. So I was ten when Mary Lou Retton was in the gym. You know, I in the Olympics the in nineteen eighty four. Maybe, but we yeah. don't have to say that out loud. <laughs> Well, I just kind of like, if you guys can do math real quick, you know exactly how old I am then. So I was 10 in 1984. So I remember just being like, I want to be her. She's amazing. But did you have her haircut? <laughs> um, my hair was never, I, I, no, I don't think I ever, I don't think I, I ever went that. Oh my good. Okay. So you took that one even farther than me. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so what's your guilty pleasure or activity? Though you shared a few that are possibly yours, but yeah. maybe you're good friends. <laughs> like I kind of might have divulged a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so guilty pleasures. You know, I just, I, I love, uh, and my whole family does this. And I don't even know if this is really a guilty pleasure, but like yeah, I love just laugh out loud comedies. I love going on adventures with um uh, you know, my husband and I love listening to live bands and live music. That was something we decided a couple years ago was really, really important to us. And we've just decided to make time for that. Um, and it's really funny. I have a hard time really even saying, like, I guess if I, like, a truly guilty pleasure is really bad disaster movies. <laughs> Okay. I love like Independence Day or the oh, day after yeah. tomorrow or like the towering inferno. Like, so I guess if like, if there's a guilty pleasure in there, that yeah, it's would hard be. because it's like, I'm like, I don't feel guilty. I don't feel guilty. <laughs> when That's someone why says, like, well, what's your I guilty just... pleasure? And I'm like, well, I don't feel guilty, but yeah, I don't think, yeah, there's lots of things that I find fun and enjoyable, but there's not too much that I feel guilty about anymore. Cause you know, I've 
been life coached. Yes, so. of course. And you're, you're definitely beyond that. You're no longer I've learned. I've learned how to not feel so guilty about those things anymore. <laughs> yeah. When you feel guilty, it's like somehow it's wrong, but it's never wrong <laughs> to no. go watch one of those movies. Um, or Sharknado, uh, watching one of those weird, I don't know, what are they called? Um, oh my gosh. I don't even know what channel that's on, but there is a movie called Sharknado, which is very just dis- weird. Um, I'll have to send you a link to that. <laughs> Um, okay, so planners. Are you a planner person? Do you like paper, digital, or both? Oh my gosh. Do you want to know that I'm currently working one-on-one with one of my colleagues, a life coach, on planning and scheduling my time? Because <laughs> I have a lifelong story that I'm a perfectionist, therefore I'm a procrastinator, and I can't possibly plan my time because I never know what might happen. I might do it wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so you're working on this. You're working on this. Um, I would say that I have tried. I kept thinking that there was some magical planner that was going to arrive in my life that was suddenly going to work. Turns out I just needed a coach. So right now I am actually doing an all digital on my iCal. I'm a Mac person um, where I um, I do a Monday hour one on Monday morning. I decide what results I want to have by the end of the week. And I make my to-do list from that. And I actually plot everything on the calendar I am very uncomfortable doing this, but I'm working through it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Like, so do you do, like, time blocking kind of? Time blocking. I actually, like, put the tasks as appointments on my calendar, and then I have to deal with the emotions that I feel that I might need more time, that I have to deal with the emotions I feel that I might have done it (laughs) wrong. Um, I have to deal with the emotions of it's, 1 p.m. and this is on my calendar and I do not want to do it right now. Yeah. And I that the, the uncomfortable emotions of doing it anyway because I said I was going to. And that's actually, we never said, I never said what number four was and that's trusting yourself. So there you go. <laughs> I trust myself that I'm going to show up day in and day out. And the more I do that, the more confident I become. So I, I do what I say I'm going to do at 1 p.m. because I trust my own word. I have my own back. Yeah. By the way, have I mentioned that I do the same work I coach other people on? <laughs> You're like on the daily? <laughs> on the daily, yes. So right um, now I'm using a digital calendar. I've, I'm, I'm, three, four, I'm about three, four weeks into working with someone specifically on kind of getting over myself with my relationship about time. Yeah, that's an interesting topic too because I, I, I actually do something similar, but I'll like – I used to just write things down, but now I'm actually putting them as appointments as well. Yes. In the calendar. So I'm working on that system. Um, Me too. I'm with but you. But I love paper planners. So that's why I had to ask. I love, I'm, a, I'm, I have probably way too many and I've tried all of them. So I have shelves of partially used paper planners. Shelves. Yes. Shelves. <laughs> that, that's what I have too. That's funny. Okay, so you one, can have me back where we can just talk about time if you would yes, like. Because I, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, and I I need help with time, big time. Um, so I the one question, one more question. This is not like necessarily easy, but it is maybe it's fun. But it's just, what are you working on right now that you're super excited about that you want to share with us? Anything? Well, yes, I am actually. So these these four things that I shared today, I am actually I, um, creating a new. So I already 
work one-on-one with a variety of clients. And um, it's all of this work that I've talked about, but I am working on something brand new to bring this work to even more people. Um, And I don't know if, why I don't know the air date of this, so I don't necessarily know the launch date and where where the two coincide, but they're probably going to be about the same time. So I'm going to be offering it first to the people who are uh, my email subscribers already, but it's something that I'm super excited about because I just think it's going, I'm so incredibly passionate about this work. And I know that not everybody is 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 going to sign on to to work with me for you know six months um, on their confidence? So this is something that I'm working on to allow more people to experience the shift and truly feeling more self confident um, sooner. So that's the, that's a little amuse bouche. It's a little a little appetizer of what I'm working on. I am super excited about it, but unfortunately at this time I can't quite give any I can't quite give any more details. It's okay. I like the mystery. I like yeah. it. Um, and how can um, how can our listeners um, connect with you? Where should they go? Yes. You... So, go ahead. No, I was going to say your website or like Instagram yeah. or are you in, is there any social media place that you're yeah. mostly hanging out? Yes, yes. And yes. So my website is amylatta.com and um, I do already have um, a, 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 a free video on how to feel more confident right now that your listeners are welcome to, to, to go watch. And that's, so that's amylatta.com forward slash confidence. Um, but I'm also, I'm on Facebook at Amy Latta. It's, it's not that hard to find me, but my, <laughs> and my handle on Instagram and my handle on Facebook is I am Amy Latta. And so I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I do Facebook Lives, a Monday morning confidence Facebook Ooh, Live cool. every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Central. Um, I have a Facebook group called Unblock Your Confidence for people who are email subscribers. So they and I, I send out um, personal stories. I send out lots of powerful content in my email also. Um, so videos and so that's how you can connect with me and you never know when I might launch something brand new. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You're like, but I'm working on it. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I'm not quite ready to say this is ready to go. So, um, so yeah, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram and that is my website and you can already get a how to feel more confident video right away just by visiting those places. I love it. Well, Amy, this has been such, um, like it's just been such a fun conversation and really has me thinking a lot now. I'm going to go check out that video. I did see that on your main page. I think I saw that um, yeah. on the landing page of your site. Uh, but I can't wait. I can't wait to bring you back. Are you willing to come back and hang out with me? And we I can would talk love more? to come back and hang out with you. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like we're like sisters in this business, this business thing. There's I so much like about what you be. shared. Yes. Yes. It was so great to meet you and to meet your listeners. And I'm excited to hear what I would really love, like either either through Anne or through me to like what your I'm, and I'm talking to I'm talking to the listeners right now. Like, what is your biggest takeaway from this or what's something that that struck you that you said, ah, I can move forward with this or I want to. I always like to make I I always love love to share information in a way that you're not just passively 
hearing information. If there's one thing I learned from one of my my coaches last year, Stacey Bayman, is information is not transformation. Yeah. So I really want to empower and encourage everybody listening to actually take something and decide to do something with it or make a decision to move forward with something that maybe you've been stuck in. I love that. I love that. Well, yeah. So leave a comment down below with your biggest takeaway. And I love, what were those two questions you asked? Because I love those. You're like, what 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 struck you as maybe something that you need to do or that oh, you'd be so, willing to do? Yeah. So either... Either a big aha, but even like, and to borrow an Oprah term, you know, like an aha moment, but even more than that, what was maybe something you heard in there that you can actually move forward with? Move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Either put into action or, or yeah, put into action or move forward with, because I'm always, I'm always like, I don't want just that passive information, but yes. what's something you heard today that will actually move you into an action that maybe you haven't done before? Yeah, I love that. I love that. I'm thinking about it right now. I might have to like comment on my own show notes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Amy, thank you again so much. I'm going to be in touch very soon with you about setting up our next interview, our next so conversation. Good. And um, I'm just, I'm just so thrilled we're able to connect. And yeah, this was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I've had such a great time with you today. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. So make sure to head over to the show notes if you're not already on the blog and answer Amy's question. We want to know. And if you're feeling like you could really dive into this topic and this area of for yourself, and maybe it's an area you're like, you know what, this sounds like something I need some help with. I mean, really reach out to Amy. She is so amazing very down to earth, as you heard in this episode. And I just I just can't speak highly enough of her. And we really recently just met. I feel like we're soul sisters already. So I hope you enjoy today. And if you did, if you're like, yes, and this is the part of launching that I can't seem to get my hand around, reach out to Amy. And also make sure you sign up for our masterclass. All you have to do is go to ansomorelove.com forward slash masterclass. And I'm going to be sharing some of this more of this internal stuff as well as the external process of a successful launch in that masterclass. And I hope that you enjoy it. But either way, see you back here next week. Take care. Bye bye.